BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin, and you have tuned in to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast, where we break down all of the hottest celebrity gossip stories of the week so you can, you know, talk to people at cocktail parties, know what's going on, and get exclusive info that you won't hear anywhere else. Well, I am joined by only one of my co-hosts because the other is jetting off to Ibiza. That's right, Ibiza for Gwen. Um, but luckily, we have Deputy Woman Sarah Heron here. Yes, I am here. Just like half of me is here. The other half of me died at um, Paul Wesley and Ian Summerholder's bourbon event. Um, I you know, became a vampire like he with Stefan and Damon, and I'm just pretty unwell for a lot of reasons. I'm happy for you for taking one from the team and drinking bourbon with two male model models slash actor and not the other way around gorgeous men. Someone had to do it. <laughs> yes, they did. How were they? Were they nice? They seem nice. Ian they, seems almost too nice. They actually were really nice. And I've heard that Ian is not always nice to people. And like, I've seen some videos, but they had like girls like following them, like from outside the party, like teen girls who like figured out they were going to be at this like private <laughs> event. And like, literally they were loving it. So I think maybe like being off the CW for a few years, they're more into the attention now because it doesn't come, you know, quite as often as it used to. And I talked to Paul. He was really nice. Um, and everyone was a little tipsy, which that we like it. I know I was. Great. I used to call the Vampire Diaries VD for TV. But, you know, no shade to anyone that liked it. I like a lot of shows that are dramatic soap operas. Yeah, rude. Well, I know. I'm sorry. Um, in the news today, we have a lot. We have a A-list princess podcast debut that we've been talking about that we need for years and years now. I think at least half of a decade. You know, we have photoshopping allegations, which we love. We have a hot new possible hookup. We have royals changing schools, changing their lives. And we have two exes hanging out on summer vacation, which I think is just so, so strange and can't wait to get into. But of course, before we do that, Let's start with our woes of the week. And first, Gwen Flamberg is not here, but I know what her woe would be. So I'm going to give it for her. What? Gwen Flamberg's woe would definitely be Nicole Kidman's um, photo shoot for Perfect Magazine. She is wearing a chopped bob, longer in the back, asymmetrical blunt cut, flexing her like gigantic biceps, which looks so good. She is ripped, showing off her physique. Um, go to Perfect Magazine, Nicole Kidman, type that into Instagram. I've seen them all like a thousand times because everyone I know is posting them, but they're pretty iconic and amazing. Well, thank you, Gwen Spirit from Ibiza. Sarah, Sarah, Aaron, what made you go well this week? That was like breaking my brain. I like can't keep up. Um, happy for you, Nicole Kidman. I love your AMC work, your commercial. Um, 
Heartbreak Quick feels shout. good in a place like Heartbreak this. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. And it probably also feels good in Cancun, Mexico, where <laughs> Sheena Marie Shea, now Davies, got married to Brock Davies um, in front of Bravo TV cameras and past and present Vanderpump Rules stars, of course. Cannot wait to see if Kristen Doty and Jax sneak their way back onto this program in the background because I did see Kristen sneaking, like fighting for the bouquet in a video um sheena's oh, okay at the amazing. wedding so i assume that she will you know make make the cut i don't know if they'll get paid but as you know they got fired from that show two years ago anyway quick shout out to sheena for the wedding and a woe because i did go well when i saw her dress i thought she looked absolutely beautiful um and it was quite the step up from the crop top wedding dress we saw at her season three wedding to mike shea i mean getting married in season three and season 10 like what a queen this is like a soap opera um <laughs> sheena marie shea now davies um i'm really happy for her even though brock was very questionable during his first season and you know hasn't seen his kids in years the dress was great and it was well worthy it was well worthy it was well worthy he looked a little boxy but you know yeah i I don't know if all the all white was a good call for him but their daughter looked cute um i was just like really shocked that i like sheena's dress so much it's not something i expected i loved Um, it too it was one of my favorite wedding dresses like in recent history oh oh my god not 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 of JLo's. Just the cut of it, I thought, was so pretty. It was. It was. So that's a shock. But my other woe, um, since we're breaking the rules today, is yeah. this Olivia Wilde Variety cover story. So I don't know if you saw the actual cover story in Variety, but can we start with just the fact that they put She's So Golden as like the cover line, which is obviously a reference to Harry Styles. But then the whole story is about how like she wants to talk about the movie and like not about her personal life. And then they put a Harry Styles lyric on the cover. Like, if I were her, I'd be pissed. I would be pissed. But I've seen, we've seen so many interviews of her where she's like, I don't want my whole career to be that I'm dating Harry Styles. And then the whole interview is about Harry Styles. It's about how she doesn't want to talk about Harry Styles, how she separates her life from Harry Styles. Like, that's the whole focus. Yeah. Just because he's the biggest pop star of the moment. And I think that's sort of, it's unfortunate for her because she's broken out as like a huge director. She is like a real like boss woman in the industry in so many new ways, but we only care about her uh, younger boyfriend. I know. Like if Harry Styles, when Harry Styles was on the cover of Rolling Stone, it wasn't like he's dating Marissa's ex-girlfriend from the OC on the cover. Or <laughs> like, yeah, he, well, he, she's he, not he, the biggest pop star in the world, is she? Book smart. Like it wasn't like a reference <laughs> to her on the cover. It was calling him the king of pop, which the Jackson family had a major issue with. But um, in addition to Harry, the other most interesting thing about Olivia, I'm just kidding. She's very talented. But her divorce, with, her divorce with Jason Sudeikis and custody battle is quite newsworthy and surprising um as we know we've talked about on the show she got served custody papers on stage at CinemaCon um back in april and shout out to CinemaCon. shout out to CinemaCon. never gotten better press never heard of it we'll be attending next year hopefully getting served myself just kidding um but they we we knew we found out earlier this summer what was in those docs and the cut that they were fighting about where the kids are going to school and you know she was not happy about it but in this variety cover story she um addresses them more directly. And she said, it was my workplace In any other workplace, it workplace, it would be seen as an attack. It was really upsetting. It shouldn't have been able to happen. There was a huge breach in security, which is really scary. The hurdles that you had to jump through to get to that room with several bandages plus COVID tests that had to be taken in advance, which gave you wristbands that were necessary to gain access to the event. This wasn't something, this was something that required forethought, which is actually very interesting because as we know, Jason Sudeikis has 
kind of denied that he did it on purpose and just didn't want it to happen at Harry's house uh, or in front of the kids at school. So that's why I guess they thought CinemaCon was the perfect middle ground. She continued, I hated that this nastiness distracted from the work of so many people in the studio that I was up there representing. To try and sabotage that is really vicious, but I had a job to do. I'm not easily distracted, but you know, sadly, it was not something that was entirely surprising to me. I mean, there's a reason I left that relationship Ooh, shade, shade, shade. And the last part, she calls Otis and Daisy, her kids with Jason, her best friends, and says the only people who suffered were my kids because they'll have to see that and they shouldn't ever have to see that. For me, it was appalling, but the victims were an eight and five-year-old and that's really sad. I chose to become an actress. I willingly walked into the spotlight, but it's not something that my children have asked for. And when my kids are dragged into it, it's deeply painful the oh, shade at ted lasso God. america's the coach shade at ted lasso and uh, don't you feel like that one line like there are this is the reason i got divorced from him just makes you think so many more horrible things and like little quips of his that seemed nice were actually like super demeaning and like horrible it's like completely changed my image of him just with that one line there's a reason i left that relationship is her saying everything she needed to say with actually saying nothing at all it's pretty it's pretty good that required some and- forethought to quote her back at herself <laughs> I hope the next cover story is about how we can't talk about the successful woman without talking about the men in her life. But the drama is just so good. I'm so sorry to not be able just to like respect her director talents because this, I mean, the personal life drama is just on fire. And like, listen, I promise to go see Don't Worry Darling. And like, am I going to support Olivia Wilde? Am I going to see Harry Styles naked? I mean, that's that's still doesn't matter. Ticket to ticket. <laughs> we know why you're going to see it. Yeah. Anyway, what's your well? Since I oh my had God. like five. <laughs> Well, those are your five woes. Uh, my woe is uh, very woe and a little uh this week. It's about Gary Busey. And he was at uh, ThrillerCon, which is like sort of like CinemaCon, but for uh, scary movies, I guess. Wow. I don't even know what scary movie Gary Busey was in, but it doesn't matter with, about the story. Um, he this He's 78 year old and he was doing some photo ops at those conventions. Now you meet them, you get like a 15 second like interaction, you send a picture, whatever. Um, to women accused him of sexual assault and then uh, said that he groped them. He was inappropriate with them. Another woman said he pulled down his pants. This was also after he was on Celebrity Big Brother and a lot of the contestants said that he was pantsless a lot and it was really inappropriate, but they were sort of chalking it up to this older guy just, you know, been living free by himself or whatever. And then yesterday, video came out of him on a park public bench with his pants around his ankles again. So this hellstorm of Gary Busey pulling down his pants in public and sexually assaulting women made me go whoa and oh so he week. like inappropriately touched these women at the con at the con yeah at the con during like the 10 15 second interaction he just really got in there oh allegedly. my god so i just googled it and it says gary Busey's rep said that a actor quote, perhaps <laughs> just needed the bathroom after the actor was caught by paparazzi with his pants down okay, oh so my that's god really my woe is that his rep said that he probably just had to use the bathroom and couldn't get back to his, his house is across the street and i think that the rep is i mean who are we to say who's lying but it's definitely lying that he you know just had to use the bathroom right there on that public park bench i mean that's horrible and obviously worth noting that he of course denies this um misconduct yes. charges yes he missed miss you know he does but he's had his pants down around his ankles way too many times in the last two years to make that really seem as credible as i think he That's wants tough. it to be damn it really really is 
Well, let us buzz into some of the news. Let me, let me pull our Gary Busey pants up and get into some of this news. Well, Meghan Markle, after I think 18 years of us waiting, has finally released another podcast episode on Spotify. This sort of, maybe it's a new podcast because it's not with Prince Harry like the first right. one was. And this one's called Archetypes. So just shift from that. We're just doing her own archetypes. Um, she had Serena Williams on her, of course, close friend at her wedding yada yada they love each other um it was about archetypes and it was about people her disliking the word ambition after she got with harry because people thought her ambition was you know bad and lots of racism and sexism loved all of that it was really i didn't tune into that part because i fall for clickbait and i watched the part (laughs) about the fire (laughs) let's talk about the clickbait because she opened up about a terrifying experience she had during her royal tour of africa um she sat down of course with serena and you know she said quote we went on our tour of south africa and we landed with archie archie was what four and a half months old and the moment we landed we had to drop him off at this housing unit they had us staying in he was going on for a nap and we immediately went to this and engagement um and there was this moment i'm standing on a tree stump and giving this speech to women and girls and we finish the engagement we get in the car and they say there's been a fire at the residence what there's been a fire in my baby's room what Megan said they raced back to the residence and their, quote, amazing nanny, Lauren, was in a flood of tears. Megan continued, she was supposed to put Archie down for his nap. And she said, you know what? I'm just going to go get a snack downstairs. Thank God for her snacking cravings. And she was uh, she was from Zimbabwe and she loved that. She, we loved that she would always tie him on her um, her back with a mud cloth. And she was like, let me just bring him down before let me bring him with me before I put him down. And then the nursery caught on fire. There was no smoke detector. Someone just happened to be smelling the smoke down the hallway when Anne and the fire was extinguished. Megan added he was supposed to be sleeping in there. Megan said everyone was in tears and shaken by the in- incident. And it was just really, really sad. So, and then she said she went out afterwards and continued her royal duties and went to another engagement. Serena Williams said that she would not have done that. She would have canceled yeah. all of her upcoming engagements. But like, wow. I mean, crap. That's was the point of telling fire. this story to just be like, with that's the thing I didn't get, like well, how this came up and like was the point of telling the story just to be like, like on royal life and how you have to just like suck it up and ignore or was it like, what was the point? Like, why did Megan bring this up? Um, well, the context didn't seem like leading into it. She was just talking about Archie and there this was, like, there was really a fire an, three years ago. <laughs> there was a fire three years ago. I don't know why she brought it up, but I didn't mind that it didn't have anything to do with the story. It's sort of like when a celebrity goes on like late night and they have that like prearranged funny story that right. they tell Jimmy Fallon or whatever. So funny this that Archie felt- almost caught on fire. <laughs> Yeah, well, this one little like the clickbaity thing that's going to get people interested to the podcast. I mean, terrifying. But yeah, I, now that I'm looking at it and I, I listened to it, it didn't really seem to have anything to do with it. And she's like, let me just bring up this story from three years ago because it is so dramatic. This podcast is going to be really interesting to see like the direction she takes it because of things like this. And if it's consistent again, like we got one episode with, like two years ago for like a hot second and now we have one, another uh, episode. So unclear like what her actual plan is. 
but if she's consistently doing this, I'd be really curious to see like the direction she goes in. Like, is this going to get political? Is it going to be like all her famous friends? Is she going to like throw make shady digs like Olivia Wilde style, like with one line that says it all? Is she going to talk about, you know, the fact that her sister is trying to sue her for lying about their childhood and wrote a book called Diary of a Pushy Sister Part One and Two? Like, I, I want to know what. So I'm intrigued by this podcast and like good for Megan. Good for I'm sure Megan. they got a lot of money from Spotify. I know they did. And they're finally paying them back with content. I know. Well, if you don't want to listen, listen to this podcast because we'll bring you the highlights. Bring back well, the TIG. Bring back the TIG. I want to know how to make my maple oatmeal the least, you know, the best viscosity I can get it, Megan. And what to, I want, you know, serve. I think Megan's next topic should be the celebrities that are in trouble for um, watering their lawns during the drought in California. Oh, she should definitely. She's probably on the list, but I'd like to hear her take. (laughs) She's outside of L.A., so maybe she got off of it there in Montecito. It's like her, Kim K, Courtney, they're on the list. The Rock. The Rock. Yeah, it's a good read. It is a good read. So we're going to talk about Emily Ratajkowski, M. Rada, if you're nasty, and Brad Pitt. Dumois says that they have been seen at two restaurants. One, Yes, one in Paris. There was... um, um, uh, what do you a tip given to Dumas says my friend is a sous chef at one of the hottest restaurants in Paris and he saw this newly divorced supermodel um, like with Brad Pitt they were on a date together it was clearly Emily Ratajkowski so someone um, wrote in is it Emily Rada and then uh, Dumas said that they were seen holding hands together in New York about the time that bullet train uh, was having its premiere here so you know Dumas doesn't do what we do and reach out to publicists and managers to make sure the story is true so we cannot confirm these but it is a very interesting um, coupling because of course Emily Rada just going through a divorce with Sebastian McLeod who is just dogging her and cheating on her as this weekly can confirm and maybe now with Brad Pitt I mean it's not groundbreaking that Brad Pitt is with a model in her uh, early 30s but it's still I'm happy for them I guess yeah, if this is real, I mean, like, good for Emrata because the only way to get, like, revenge on your cheating ex who, like, how dare he think he can cheat on her, like, he married up, um, is to, you know, go out with Brad Pitt or have rumors started that you went out with Brad Pitt. That's almost just as effective. So either way, she's winning here. Um, I can't imagine these two pretty people would be able to go too long without being photographed together. So if it is indeed love, we will know sooner rather than later. Well, let's jump across the pond from New Jersey to outside of London, shall we? Where Kate Middleton also used 10,000 bobby pins in her. I'm just kidding. She did not. Um, But the... the Imagine Kate Kate Middleton with that Teresa Duda's hair. Yes, I can. I'm dying. Thinking about it right now. Please go for Halloween as Kate Middleton with Teresa Judice's wedding hair. Oh my God, done. I got to find the stylist and start collecting bobby pins. Yeah, yeah. You should just, I, I don't know if there are any left here on this East Coast, especially in New Jersey. Yeah, well, I left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gone. Well, William and Kate, uh, the palace gave us a statement saying that Prince George, Prince Charlotte, and Prince Louis, not Teresa Judice's husband, Louis, um, will attend Lambrook School in Berkshire um, from September 22. They will start there. And then the statement said, their royal highnesses are hugely grateful to Thomas Baterza, uh, where George and Louis had a happy start to our education in 2017, yada, 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 and shares similar values values and ethos to Thomas's. The new one, the headmaster, gave us a statement and said, we're delighted that Prince George, Prince Charlotte, and Prince Louis will be joining us coming September and look forward to welcome the family 
and to all of us, a royal source told us that this decision was to get the family to have a normal life as possible. And the school sort of goes in hand in hand with that. It's not out of bushy London. I'm sure there's still lots of fancy people in there. But, you know, happy for them. Glad they're getting out of school with their new home. Wouldn't what I wouldn't give to have been in school with royal royalty and, you know, trying to see if George was going to get detention or all the drama. And now that they're all going to be at the same school, that's fun. Like Charlotte can come home and be like, mom, like George didn't do his homework. Like he failed his binder check. Like it's all over the cafeteria. Like, is that what do you think they tell their parents? Like I, yes. I, yes. I, I, that's what I imagine. That's what I imagine. And now I can only imagine Kate Middleton with Teresa Judice's wedding hair and yelling at George for failing his binder check. Yes. Those in school. Do they have binders or do they have tablets? Uh, they probably have tablets. It's probably a tablet check, a digital check. And let's close this out with our last story. Uh, Nene Leakes has dropped this lawsuit against Bravo. Good, because I was honestly, this lawsuit really rubbed me the wrong way. And it's sort of, right? It just made me feel bad and like I was missing something. Uh, well, so she filed this lawsuit back in April against Bravo, NBC Universal, Andy Cohen, and a lot of other people, actually a lot of named in this suit. And Nene Leakes uh, accused the defendants, including the production companies, of violating federal employment and anti-discrimination laws. Now, we got a hold of the documents, and now Nene Leakes dismisses the action and claims, and all claims asserted by Nene Leakes without prejudice, which means it's done, everything's fine, no party will seek recovery of costs for eternity fees and thing it is done nobody's giving any monies to anybody now this was originally filed um because nini leak said she quote uh she claimed that her former co-star kim zolciak beerman made racist comments for years but claimed it was nini leaks who was punished for allegedly informing the network and executives about the manner she says that kim got all of these shows and spin-offs and then nini's contract was eventually terminated from the real hospice of atlanta because of her you know, relationship with Kim that she says was sparred by these racist attacks. Now, do you, I feel so much better that this has dropped. I hope Nini is happy with the outcome because there's pretty serious allegations and just nothing that we'd seen or heard about, you know, from in front of, well, watching at home. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't want to discount Nini's experience. I don't know. Obviously, none of us know what she went through, like what happened, but she's an iconic housewife. Her time on Atlanta was epic and I always it's always sad when like something tarnishes that and like I feel like Andy Cohen kind of said something similar like we love Nene like we were so happy to have her as long as we did like this and this and like housewives that leave their hit show and come back like it doesn't always work and that to me was what I mean as a viewer Nene's second round was like there was highlights but like it it didn't feel the the same same. it wasn't the same and like her chemistry with the women was off like you wanted to go beyond Ryan Murphy shows and like that was a choice you made I'm sorry it was not the right one you should have never left us um over at Bravo but you know what I think this is for the best too um and I hope that her and Andy can make amends specifically because I feel like he you know Loved her. her. And, you know, she really, it seems like she she sort of stayed as a Bravo celebrity and not to become more of a mainstream celebrity. And there was that year where she was on Glee and maybe an American Horror Story or another Ryan Murphy production. Um, But it seemed like she was sort of rising, but then it was like, no, actually, that's that's it. Ryan Murphy is the only one who wants to work with you. She was supposed to get some Tyler Perry stuff, but I don't think that ever worked. And she just soured on the network and in total, and we miss old Nini. Yeah. yeah. Close your legs to married men. 
close your legs to married men wig that is exactly right sarah uh, well that is all the time we have with uh, thank you for leaving us with that great piece of advice sarah huron deputy woman formerly baby girl thank, thank you. you and thank you to the ghost of gwen for sharing your woe with us and i hope you have fun in ibiza and we can't wait to see your bikini pics and we will you know report on them as news we won't say your real age but you look great well we spilled all of this piping hot celebrity again this is travis Cronin us weekly's hot hollywood podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour glitter fashion fame of your favorite celebrities because you know why sarah they aren't like unattainable they're totally just, just like, like us uh, hung over <laughs> yes they could be hung over too thank you for battling through that sarah and we'll be back next week with a new episode we'll see you then bye